0: He wrote something really, really interesting this week, and it's with regards to uh, the national orchestra that has been uh, uh, announced with regards to the Department of Sports, Arts and Culture. And there's been some pushback on that. Some people agree to it. Some people don't. So we thought we'd get uh, Ishmael on the line to really just uh, unpack Uh, We hate that phrase, but uh, unpack the story as it started and uh, where he sees it going. Ishmael, as always, brilliant to chat to you.
1: Thank you very much, Michelle. And good morning to you and to listeners.
0: Ishmael, let's um, just uh, go a step back. What was the announcement with regards to the National Orchestra? Well, the
1: the announcement that is made recently that the minister is going to be pouring 30 million rands into the formation of the new Zanzi National Orchestra is not something new. Uh, the, the, the notion of a National Orchestra was mooted well early, in about 2018, 2019, and that was through a consultative process that was done with the art sector headed by uh, policy writer Avril Jaffe, and academic and policy act- cultural activist as well, Professor Andrius Olifant. So there has been enough consultation with the, the, the cultural sector, and particularly with the classical music sector. And hence, the notion of a national orchestra was mooted in the white paper. This also came into the revised white paper. Now, if there was opposition to a national orchestra, it should have emerged at that particular point from the cultural sector, and particularly from those people who were incredibly vociferous about it at the present moment. They were apathetic. They did not engage with the white paper. And with the result, the white paper passed, and the orchestra is now in process. For me, the big issue is not about just the apathy, we'll deal with that in one way, but the other issue is the processes that the minister has used to form a company, to appoint a CEO, to allocate funding, and without indicating whether that funding is going to be for a three-year process or a five-year process, which then guarantees the sustainability of the orchestra. But the other big issue is that, uh, you know, we've just come out of two years of an extreme lockdown where the cultural sector has been severely impacted on negatively. And regional orchestras have had a struggle because whilst they may be receiving grants and subsidies, they derive an enormous amount of money from their box office and from, from corporate sponsorship. And over the last two years, corporate sponsors have held back and box office was not available. So regional orchestras have definitely been affected and whether timing is right by the minister is an issue that needs to be questioned. Uh, I think what happens with the ministry is that there is never a consideration given strategically about is this the right time, should we proceed or should we just change there and go back and consult. And I think that for me is where the crisis really is
0: So let's um, take a look at what you're saying with regards to the timing. What are the regional orchestras that we currently have in this country, and uh, what is being said by those orchestra leaders?
1: Well, the regional orchestras are essentially the Cape Town City Orchestra, uh, the Johannesburg Philharmonic Orchestra, which the, the, the same... CEO of the Rosanthic Orchestra heads the the, the German Philharmonic Orchestra. But we must remember that he was brought in at a time when the German Philharmonic Orchestra was almost collapsing. Mm. The other is the Eastern Cape Orchestra, and of course there are other smaller orchestras, but we must not forget, uh, you know, institutions like the South African National Youth Orchestra and a number of other small development orchestras around the country uh, that all need to be supported in order to be able to develop the kind of talent that you need to have housed in a national orchestra. Now, the irony for me is that the greatest amount of opposition at the present moment is coming from the Cape Town Philharmonic Orchestra. But the the, the, the CEO of the Cape Town Philharmonic Orchestra was part of the task group uh, that was engaging with the minister around the national, uh, national orchestra. So is this a case of south waves, Is this a case of not revealing what transpired in those task group meetings and where did the split happen? Uh, those questions need to be brought out into the open. And again, it reflects on the kind of lack of transparency with which the Department of Art and Culture works. You know, we know that over the last two years, there's been little consultation with the sector. Uh, mm. Most of the controversy was going around the mismanagement and maladministration of the 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 psp the, the relief funding so did any amount of consultation happen where did the breakdown happen uh you know who appointed the new board when was the npo registered uh you know at, at who appoint which did the board have a role in appointing the ceo or did the minister appoint the ceo because if the minister appointed ceo then that is incredibly irregular because the minister can appoint a board It is the responsibility of the board to appoint a CEO because the CEO accounts to the board. So there are questions of regularity that need also to be interrogated.
0: So, um, you know, Ishmael, one of the things when I read this that that interested me is that the question is, if we have a national orchestra, does that mean that the provincial or regional orchestras will not get funding? That's my first question. Do they still get funding? And secondly, well, I, I think your, your issue around build it and they will come is a very valid question. Is is it funding that will be there simply for the building or is it funding? The, and, and I don't mean the building as in the physical geography. I mean the building hmm. of the orchestra. Or is this funding that will continue and ensure that people have jobs from now for a while?
1: Well, f- firstly, there's no indication whether this funding is for a three-year term, five-year term or just a one-year term. You know, the announcement is that we're pouring $33 million rounds into the orchestra. Now, that is incredibly foolish. We need to know whether that's going to be a three-year term, a five-year term, and whether the orchestra has to have the infrastructure and the capacity to be able to raise its own funding. So that, for me, is, is, is murky waters. The The other issue is that the what, what's presented is that the national orchestra will, will be housed within one of the administrative offices of the other orchestras, and that musicians will be contracted on an ad hoc basis from various orchestras across the country or from various development projects from across the country, depending on what uh, the program is. And of course, it would have associate uh, conductors or associate directors who would work together with the management to be able to... Now, that all sounds on paper very, very good, and it's, it's a wonderful way, because it simply means that not a lot of money is going to be put into... Uh, you know, a building and a massive bureaucracy uh, and, and office administration and so forth, and that you will utilize the existing resource. That all sounds very, very good. It also means that, you know, uh, you're not constantly paying for an enormous amount of transport to ship 60 musicians around. The, 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 the musicians will be drawn in from where they come. What's not indicated at this present time is that what would the repertoire of a national orchestra be, uh, mm. of a national philharmonic orchestra be? We know that national, the, the, the regional philharmonic orchestras in our country play what is essentially very classical music with a uh, Western idiom. And those are contentious issues even within the music sector that should the we, we also be talking about what is the vision of this orchestra in terms of content, not only in terms of how it will create access for different people to to, to be able to perform, but what is the notion of a national orchestra? Why, how does it relate to our national identity? How does it relate to issues of culture and heritage and a broader sense? And those things have not been discussed at all. With the question around uh, the, 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 the money for, 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 for regional orchestras, I think what should have preceded this was that the minister needed to have a meeting between national government, provincial governments, the arts and culture departments at provincial government level, and the, the the cities that house particular orchestras to create a three way partnership for regional orchestras. Mm. So, for example, how could the Jelavic Philharmonic Orchestra be supported by the city of Joburg, the province of Hrvatska, and the national and and the, and the national government? so that regional orchestras don't suffer, uh, you know, financially. And we do know that when, when you end up having national orchestras, we do know that corporates that do fund the arts often try to throw their, their money to national initiatives because they're going to want to have a national footprint for their brand, but they also, where they strategically want to come closer to government, they would rather fund national initiatives rather than regional or, or smaller initiatives. So there is a potential threat for the sustainability of uh, orchestras at a regional level. Yeah. And I think it's not too late for the minister to convene that meeting with the ministers, with the with the MECs at provincial level and with the representatives of the, of local government who manage art and culture to find a three-way partnership. This is something that should have happened in 1994 for government to effectively find three-way partnerships between national government, provincial government, and, and local governments to strengthen uh, the, the support for
0: culture. Well, let's uh, hope that that call goes out and that he does uh, create some kind of mimic that we can start to understand what the value is for both the provincials sure. and the national. Yeah, you know, I think the only
1: consolation that we have around us is that it's 30 million rands that will go towards employing people towards making art and not towards a 20-meter, you know, a 100-meter flag waving uh, in the sky with no meaning at all.
0: Would having a national orchestra mean that uh, people in provincial orchestras might lose their jobs?
1: No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Because the, the national orchestra is not going to be constituted of permanent members. Yeah. The national orchestra is going to be working with contract workers, uh You know, uh, uh, where where provincial orchestras could second their members for a particular concert or for a particular season. So there's no loss of, of talent at provincial or local government level. No member of the orchestra is probably going to be a permanent member of the orchestra. And that's what's faded out at the moment, I think, which is good.
0: So, okay. There we go. That's uh, Dr. Ismail Mohammed. He's uh, the new director, of, well, not new anymore, actually, of the UKZN Centre for Creative Arts, the CCA. And uh, talking about the announcement that there will be a 30 million rands national orchestra created. And uh, lots of commentary about it, certainly in the cultural sector and the creative and cultural economy. What does it mean? What does it mean for the regional orchestras? What does it mean to create an orchestra? what kind of funding will be continued in the future, and much, much more. It's uh, an interesting one and certainly one that's well worth looking at.